This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning. This is Sport Today, your weekday sports news podcast that puts you ahead of the game. I'm Martin Gabor. And I'm Lucy Watkin. It's Wednesday, the 9th of March. In your Sport Today, the Aussies win again at the World Cup, the wickets go missing in Pakistan, the Panthers lose their halfback, and Pole Vault gets a new world record. This is your Sport Today. Let's start with cricket today because Australia's women's team celebrated International Women's Day yesterday with a win at the World Cup in New Zealand. Luce, this win puts the Aussies on track for the semis, doesn't it? Yeah, the Aussies are two from two to start the World Cup. They edged past England on Saturday, but yesterday was much more comfortable. Australia kept Pakistan to six for 190 and then chased down the winning target with seven wickets and more than 15 overs to spare. Alyssa Healy was the top scorer with 73 and she was named the player of the match. Every match is important at this World Cup because the four top teams make it through to the semifinals. So far, it's so good for Australia. They're on top of the table. Yes, a very good way to spend International Women's Day with a win. Now, if you remember two years earlier, Australia, they won the T20 World Cup final at the MCG in front of 86,000 fans. And Luce, that win has been commemorated at the MCG. Yeah, a portrait was unveiled of the Aussie squad holding up the trophy after the win. I'm not sure if it was before or after the team danced with Katy Perry, (laughs) but they look very happy just the same. This is pretty significant because it's the first artwork of a women's sports team that's going to be on a permanent display at the G. So if you're planning on doing the MCG tour, you'll be able to see the portrait. Yeah, nice and easy for you. But if you can't get down to Lucy's neck of the woods in Melbourne, then I've popped a link in the episode notes to that portrait. Australia's next match at the Women's World Cup is on this Sunday, and that's against the hosts New Zealand. If you stayed up last night, then you'll know that Australia's first test in Pakistan ended in a draw. Now, this was a batter's paradise in Rawalpindi, and loose Aussie captain Pat Cummins reckons the flat pitch was a deliberate tactic. Yeah, Cummins said the curator made the pitch as flat as possible to nullify Australia's biggest strength, which is their fast bowling attack. Mitchell Stark, Josh Hazelwood and Cummins combined for just one wicket and struggled to create any chances. Cummins even used nine bowlers on the final day to keep his strike bowlers fit and fresh for the rest of the series. Pakistan finished with zero for 252 in their second innings, with Iman Al-Haq named player of the match for scoring a century in both innings. Yeah, not fun to be a bowler over there at all. So the Aussies, they took four wickets for the match, and one of those was actually a run out. The second test, it starts in Karachi on Saturday, but before then, the pitch from the first test is going to be reviewed by the match referee. So let's see if anything happens there when he decides if it was good enough for a test match to be played on. 
there are probably still some Penrith Panthers fans celebrating their team's NRL premiership from last year. But, Luce, there is some bad news for the team ahead of tomorrow's season opener. Yeah, and that's because halfback Nathan Cleary will miss at least the first three games of the season. Cleary had shoulder surgery on the offseason, and the club was hopeful that he'd be ready to go for tomorrow's game against Manly. But the club's medical staff have decided to play it safe, which means Sean O'Sullivan will replace him in the team. It's a big blow because Cleary is one of the best players in the NRL and he won the Clive Churchill medal for being the best player in last year's grand final. Yeah, and Luce, don't tell anyone, but he was probably going to be my first pick in my fantasy draft, so I'll see what I do now. The new season, it kicks off on Thursday and we'll have you up to speed with everything you need to know because we're launching a new podcast that day. It's called Don't Forget Your Tips and there'll be a new NRL and AFL show every Thursday just in time for the start of every new round. All right, Luce, it's now time for today's trivia question brought to you by the League Live app. Name one of the three NRL clubs that Sean O'Sullivan has played for. Hmm, My clue today is that he's actually only played for one Sydney club. Mm, There are quite a few out-of-town teams. When I say out-of-town, I mean, of course, out-of-my-Sydney. I'll have the answer at the end of the show. Let's talk some football now because foreign players and coaches who play in Russia and Ukraine are allowed to sign as free agents in other countries. Luce, this is to protect them from the current conflict. Uh, What are some of the details here? This has come straight from the top. We're talking about FIFA, the game's governing body. They've said that the contracts of all foreign players in Russia and Ukraine will be suspended until June 30 because of the ongoing conflict, which means they can look for work at another club in Europe. This change has been brought in so players and coaches can still make money and to also protect the Ukrainian clubs from any potential attacks. The Ukrainian league has been suspended since last month's invasion. Yeah, and we have already seen one Russian club hit pretty hard by these changes. FC Krasnodar coach Daniel Farke, he resigned before he even coached a game and eight foreign players at the club have already had their contracts suspended. Don't tell my mum, but look, I do enjoy the odd bet here and there, but NFL player Calvin Ridley, well, he found out that things are a bit different if you're a professional athlete. Loose. What's going to happen to him? Well, Gabs, he's been suspended for at least the entire 2022 season. This is because he gambled on matches last year, including some bets that involved his team, the Atlanta Falcons. It's important to point out that Ridley wasn't playing in those games because he stepped away from the sport for mental health reasons. Ridley bet around $2,000 and says that he doesn't have a gambling problem. Betting on sport as an athlete is a big issue because there's the perception that the player can influence the result to win the bet. Yeah, and Luce, those bets are going to cost him more than just the $2,000. Ridley was on a deal worth about $15 million for next season, but he will not get paid for that. Pole vault is one of those sports that we only really hear about at the Olympics, a bit like hammer throw and the triple jump. But Sweden's Armand Duplantis is making pole vault hard to ignore because, loose, he just keeps on breaking world records. And 
breaking records in a sport that I don't even think I would be able to attempt <laughs> at all. Yesterday at the World Athletics Indoor Tour event in the Serbian capital of Belgrade, Duplantis set a new world record of 6.19 metres with his third and final jump. Two things worth noting here. One, Duplantis beat his rivals by almost a metre. And two, he now has the three highest vaults in history at the age of 22. Duplantis won the gold medal at the Tokyo Olympics last year and is already one of the best pole vaulters ever, if not the best. And to put 6.19 metres in perspective, that'd be like vaulting over an adult giraffe. Did you know that giraffes average around two hours of sleep per day? No? All right, whatever. That's enough animal <laughs> trivia for today. I've put a link to Duplantis's world record in today's episode notes. All right, it's time for Catch This, so we tell you what's caught our eye or what's coming up. And I just wanted to remind everyone of our new digital newsletter that started on Monday. It's a bit like the Sport Today podcast, but just with more sports stories, heaps of highlights and plenty of links to get you going in the morning. That comes out every morning at 7 a.m. Eastern time, and I've included a link in the episode notes for you to sign up. And as I mentioned earlier, don't forget your tip starts on Thursday and you can find that wherever you get your podcast. Luce, you excited for them? I'm very, very excited. I need all the help I can get with my tips. <laughs> well, you'll be the expert everyone goes to, I think, once AFL season rolls around. But a bit of rugby league before then. So let's get back to today's trivia question because today I asked for one of the three NRL clubs that Sean O'Sullivan has played for. Luce, what's the answer? Well, I said he's only played for one Sydney club and that was the Roosters. And he's also played for the Brisbane Broncos and also the Warriors. He certainly has and he'll make his Panthers debut tomorrow night. All right, that is us done for the day. Lucy, you'll be back tomorrow with Sam. I'm off until Monday. Catch you then.